Success in our schools and for our students is a direct result of the energy and commitment of Anoka Hennepin's dedicated employees. This is Superintendent David Law. Each year, our school district coordinates an awards program called Above and Beyond. Employees are nominated and recognized for exceeding expectations. This year's Above and Beyond recipients include a list of 14 exemplar employees. They are rock stars who make a difference for their students. Unfortunately, safety guidelines related to COVID-19 forced us to pursue an alternate recognition for these employees. We hope you enjoy this podcast series and learning how Anoka Hennepin's employees go above and beyond. This is Jim Skelly, Director of Communication and Public Relations. I'm here with Emily Nemi, who we're proud to name an Above and Beyond Award recipient for this year. Emily serves as a teacher, both for English Language Arts and Creative Writing at Anoka Middle School for the Arts. And Emily, first of all, uh, welcome and congratulations. Thank you so much for having me. It's great. We're going to hear from a creative writer, writing teacher and an English arts uh, teacher here of middle school students. If you could begin talking about how you got your start uh, with Anoka Hennepin and maybe a little bit about your background, your education background, anything you'd like to share with us. Yes, definitely. So I was born in Minneapolis, but we moved to Duluth when I was in fifth grade and I lived there until I moved down here to teach with Anoka Hennepin seven years ago. So definitely consider myself a Duluthian. Um, I have kind of always known that I wanted to be a teacher. My mom likes to tell the story that the first day of kindergarten, she got a phone call home and the teacher said, well, today I had to remind Emily a few times that I'm the teacher. And it was kind of just that all the time. So I was always creating worksheets for my little sisters. I have three little sisters and identified very much so with a lot of my teachers in middle school and high school. And I really honestly just knew that this is what I wanted to do probably in seventh grade. So I taught for one year in Carleton, which is about 20 miles south of Duluth. And then my husband got a job down here. And so we relocated and I was super lucky and got a job here at Anoka Middle School for the Arts. And like I said, I've been there for seven years and I absolutely love it. So it sounds like middle school students, that's your uh, that's the group you want to be working with. Yes, definitely. I love the energy. I love that they are starting to get independent, but still definitely want you to help them still. Like they're still little, but they're not. And I love that uh, just burst of energy every day and unpredictability. You know, as educators go through their careers, they might have a colleague or um, an administrator, someone who might uh, mentor them, might work with them. Is there is there someone that's helped you along the way that um, maybe sticks out in your mind as a mentor? Yeah, definitely. Um, Heidi Phillips is a colleague on my collaborative team. She teaches advanced ELA 7 and ELA 7 as well. And she's just somebody who I kind of <laughs> clung to, uh, cling to the first year. And she is amazing with mental health support for me and also some of the curriculum stuff. I have learned so much from her. And as you you learn those lessons and you, you start to implement them in your classrooms, you think about how school could be different and how your classroom could be different. If you could change just one thing about school, what what is it? What would you what would you change? I think that having students have more access to mental health support would be huge. So whether that's more counselors, as I know they get spread thin, 
or just the idea that it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay to talk about issues. I think that getting rid of that mental health stigma would help them be more successful with the actual school part. You know, one of the other things that you you mentioned or was mentioned in your application materials is you're, you seem to be somewhat passionate about having uh, students be involved in school, maybe something outside of the classroom, um, in clubs or in some kind of activity. Could you talk about what role you think that plays in the success of a student and why you're so passionate about that? Yes. So I kind of, when I look back, I realize that I am advising a lot of the things that I did in middle school and high school, which kind of is a circular thing. Um, and so one thing that I really think is important is that kids are involved in something at school, after school, that is not just the core curriculum. That's why I love teaching at art school and arts magnet, where they can kind of learn a little bit about different things, but also after school clubs. So I co-advise our student council, the Cyclone Council. That's a sixth through eighth student council that they don't have to run to be in. So we will take anybody and that's a student leadership group. A few years ago, I also started our AMSA The Gathering, which is a gamer club where kids can stay after school to play games online, play board games, WAP, Pokemon cards, and it has been really, really successful. This year, I haven't been able to be into it as much, um, if at all, just because I was on maternity leave for try one, and then this happened um, with the coronavirus, but the club is really successful and it's something that the kids really look forward to. So again, just having kids find something and a way to connect with their classmates when it's not just sitting in the classroom from 8.20 to 3, I think is really important. So we talked a little bit about uh, making that connection and also talked about the uh, social emotional supports. When you point to what you think students need from school, what is it you think students might need most from school? Honestly, I think just that sense of love and belonging. I want students to come to school and get the support that they need. I want them to connect with their peers, connect with their teachers, um, making sure that they see themselves in our school, whether that's curriculum or book choices, um, independent reading, books that we read as a class, just making sure that they feel like they belong there because they do. And one of the things that, that sticks out um, in the nomination materials for you, Emily, is that you're on the lookout. You're looking for those students that maybe you want to connect with them, but maybe the ones that maybe others aren't connecting with as often, uh, people that uh, maybe are more traditionally marginalized in school. Is that a fair statement? Is that something that you try to do? I definitely hope that I do that, yes. Um, I make it a promise to myself that when we get our school student lists on Synergy, that I want to, day one, know how to say that student's name. Um, names are really important and non-traditional names in our culture, I feel get mispronounced a lot. And so from day one, being able to identify and welcome those students who maybe have a name that again, gets mispronounced a lot. Um, I seek out the kids who maybe need to join a club, which was why, you know, the gamer kids kind of identify with me. My husband's a huge gamer and his friends, and they say that there wasn't a place for them in school. They were, you know, bullied or made fun of or, well, that kid's just going to go home and play games. And so I wanted to make sure that some of those students just get a hand reached out to them. Um, I also try to make sure that students that are having some mental health issues have me to talk to. 
um, I know, you know, I, I know how that goes. And so sometimes students who are quiet aren't quiet because they want to be quiet. They're quiet because they're struggling with something. And so just making sure that I can help them. And if I can't, um, you know, talking to the counselor or maybe identifying a peer that I also know is going through something similar, just making sure that they have somebody to talk to. Well, if we were to reach out and talk to some of those students, um, what would they say about you? Is there a way they kind of describe your style? What do you think students would say about the way that you interact with them? Oh, great question. Uh, Last year, I kind of had a laugh because a few of my students started calling me Dr. Phil because I would actually listen to them and, and, you know, help them with some of the problems that are barriers for them learning, you know, whether that is, it was silly to us, middle school relationships, or their parents are getting divorced, or, you know, gender identity, sexual identity, things that have to do with that, and just seeing how, you know, we could talk through some of those things. Um, I hope that they think I'm approachable. I hope that they think that I know my content. I hope that they know that I'm somebody who can give them a book if they, you know, aren't, aren't quite sure of what kind of book to read that I at least will have a few options for them. Um, And I hope that, yeah, again, that they just think that I'm welcoming and approachable, a a classroom that they want to come into, even if maybe they don't love reading and writing. Hi, my name is Tess DeGeest with the Anoka Hennepin Educational Foundation. As the district's nonprofit partner, we're delighted to recognize you as our Above and Beyond Award recipients. You are selected from nearly 8,000 employees for what you do every day for our students and families. As a colleague and a parent, you make me proud. Thank you for what you do every day and keep up the great work. Well, welcome back. We appreciate the support of the Anoka Hennepin Educational Foundation for sure. I know our students do benefit from a highly productive and qualified staff, those who go above and beyond. And we're here with Emily Nemi, who serves as a teacher for both English language arts and creative writing at Anoka Middle School for the Arts. Emily's one of 14 recipients of the Above and Beyond Awards this year in Anoka Hennepin. And Emily, you were uh, you were nominated by a colleague, and I wanted us to start off our second half here with reading a little bit from the nomination form, if I could. Ms. Nimi demonstrates an unfailingly positive attitude in her work. Even on days she is calm and steady, and seeks to find the positives. She's a leader with our collaborative team, sharing ideas and prompting others to share theirs. She's not afraid to try new things. She's willing to reach out and tell others about it when something is working well. Ms. Nimi encourages her students to be their best as well, and she promotes deep thinking and reflection. Certainly nice words for someone to say about the work that you're doing in the school. Thank you. As we, you know, you try to connect with your students the best that you can, and I'm sure it's kind of that no surprises rule. You really don't want your students to be surprised. Um, but what is there anything that your students would be surprised to find out about you? Something you could share? Yes, and they, I have a few students who are going to kill me about this. I have not finished one Harry Potter book. They hit me at like, see, I just saw your face. They hit me at a weird age. Um, My dad was a pastor growing up. So I think, you know, some it's magic and that kind of stuff got put onto me too. Um, My daughter, who's five, we just started reading one of them out loud. So I'm I'm trying, guys. 
Uh, but I feel like that would probably surprise them. I'm very into the universe. I've watched the movies a ton. I know a lot about it. I just sadly, sorry guys, have not read one. Well, everyone's got to have a goal. Right? Maybe it could be yours. Um, when it comes to being a teacher, uh, and you're with seventh grade students all yes. day long, mm-hmm. um, can you tell us maybe what the best part about that is and what the hardest thing is about uh, being a teacher for your students? Oh, great question. So I think the best thing is just when I see students figure something out. So when they learn, or maybe it's again on more of a personal level, when they solve something, I love seeing that spark. So I'm a envoy demonstration teacher. And I think about during that most important 20 seconds piece where you can tell that a student had a question and then reflects a few minutes and then, oh, they got it. And so kind of that light bulb, um, I really like seeing the spark of creativity as well outside of class. So I help facilitate all of our student leaders in this school, whether they're in um, GSA, student council, in um, our men and women's group or whatever groups they're in and seeing them come up with something and have some ideas of how to help support our students and our community. Again, just just seeing that energy, that spark is definitely the best part about teaching. Um, The hardest part about teaching is just the time, I think, um, on both sides is that we have these kids for, you know, sadly, a, a few months. And thankfully, because I teach creative writing with two levels, sometimes I get them again in eighth grade. But just having these really good relationships with these students and then having to say goodbye in June, I think, is really hard. So it's nice when students touch back and, and you know, come to say hello or quick email or maybe it's a National Honor Society application that I hear about. Um, so that, that's that's the hardest part is getting a whole new batch every year. You're making that connection with the students, it's some, it's hard to say goodbye sometimes, I'm, I would think. Um, one of the things that uh, you work with and you work with the leadership groups at the school is reaching out to the, making that school connection with the community. And there was a project that um, your students and you worked with for Hope for Youth. I was hoping maybe you could explain a little bit about um, that project and the, the fundraising efforts that were uh, done for Hope for Youth. Yeah, so last year, our student leaders, um, again, um, so that building climate advisory team, we are a group of the leaders of the student leader groups. And so um, as a team, we decided that we needed to work on something. And so a few years ago, it was Can Do Canines. Uh, Last year, we worked with Hope for Youth, and we were able to have our six through eight students and our staff donate 13,000 items to them which ended up being that they named us their education partner of the year. And we were highlighted and invited to their inspiring hope luncheon. And so that cause of homeless teen youth is very near and dear to my heart. Um, I was born to a, uh, a homeless teen mom at that time. And so just we, we did foster care for years and knowing that we have homeless youth in our schools, I wanted to, you know, kind of put my compassion towards that. And I was so thankful that we had such a huge outpouring. I was expecting, you know, okay, a, a few items, we'll get some ramen, whatever they might think, travel size, shampoo, and 13,000 items. I am so proud of our staff and students for that. 
Yeah, I think it mentioned it might have been their largest ever. Yes, fun, yep, they, they did mention that. Um, you know, you're in an environment there at Anoka Middle School for the Arts. You're around a lot of creative people, a lot of uh, teachers who are creative. Do you ever look at some of your colleagues or uh, teachers and say, boy, I'd like to enroll in their class? Oh, definitely, especially with the art stuff. I would love to sit in on a class. Um, Coach Jay, Jackie Johnson, she teaches ceramics, and I would love to be in there. We have fabric arts, and they make quilts. We have drawing labs. So I think some of those classes would be really fun. I also have the privilege of being surrounded by seventh grade science teachers in the classroom um, in our building. And so when they do kind of dissection labs, I always am a little a little nerdy. I was you know, president of our science club in high school. So I'm always kind of looking at what are we looking at with these frogs? Or I know um, another one of our teachers dissects deer hearts every year. And so that'd be kind of fun to to sit in on. Yeah, that uh, it sounds like there's a lot of uh, things going on there at Anoka Middle School. The art, uh, the arts, of, I, I didn't know what was going on. That's really, yeah. really interesting. <laughs> uh, but you are a, a creative writing teacher and an English language arts teacher. So we like to ask about literature, about books. Awesome. Do you have any um, books that you, these your go-to books? If you're trapped on a desert island, uh, these would be the ones you'd pick out and read? Oh, well, I feel like I need to bring all the Harry Potter books now because then <laughs> I would have some time to read it. Um, otherwise, the book The Giver is a book that I read first in late elementary school. And I pick up every few years and read it again. It's part of our eighth grade curriculum, so I don't get to teach it. But every time I read it, I find something new. And it's, you know, it's not a difficult book, um, but just that dystopian kind of world which would be fun on, you know, on a deserted island. And so I think that would probably be be my go-to if I could only pick one. Otherwise, I'm bringing the whole Harry Potter series. Now, if you could pick an author to, to write a book or ghost write a book about your life, do you have a favorite author? Who would you pick? I do. This is a super nerdy answer, and my collaborative team is going to laugh and maybe even roll their eyes. But we teach A Christmas Carol every year, and it is my favorite book. Like it was, it was a book I liked. And then after teaching it for seven years, it's my favorite. So Charles Dickens, for sure. Um, I just love the description and the details that he writes with, how he can paint a picture with his words. Um, so that, yeah. So Charles Dickens, now I, I, you know, have my nerd badge for that one. That's good. Wear it with pride. Exactly. <laughs> hey, Emily, thanks so much for. Thank uh, you guys. All you're doing for your students is a delight to hear more about the things that are going on in your classroom at Anoka Middle School for the Arts. Congratulations on your selection as an Above and Beyond Award winner. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate the honor. Above and Beyond Recognition is indeed a special honor. Nearly 200 employees were nominated this year, and a selection committee carefully reviewed applications to arrive at the awardees selected. Who can nominate an employee? Parents, students, employees, volunteers, or community members, anyone can nominate school employees whose performance they consider to be extraordinary. Special thanks goes to the Anoka Hennepin Education Foundation for sponsoring the Above and Beyond Awards. Learn more about their work at ahef.us. For more information about Above and Beyond winners, listen in for additional podcasts in this series or visit 
ahschools.us forward slash above and beyond.